Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Here at Cosmo, we take the question, what's your sign, very seriously. Astrology isn't just about telling you what days of the week are good and bad for you. It also plays a big part in your sexuality, which is another thing we take very seriously at Cosmo. So I say, let's get down and dirty with the nitty gritty details of sex stars and what those signs have to say about our time under the sheets. I'm Elisa Benson. This is Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. And today we're talking about all things astrology, including the best sex position for your zodiac sign. Joining me on the panel today from Cosmopolitan is our special project director, Laura Brownstein. And on the phone, we have Cosmopolitan's astrologer, Aurora Tower. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. I realized it was weird that I introduced you jointly. And now, I like Laura, I feel like I just need to address you directly so people know what your voice sounds like. Hi, Laura. Hi, Elisa. <laughs> that's not actually what my voice sounds like. Okay, that's more normal. No, it worked. It worked. And hi, Aurora. Where are you calling from? Hi, Elisa. I'm calling from Los Angeles. Where you live now. So you're back at home. Yeah. I am back at home now. Yeah, and I just saw you guys both recently in New York celebrating the release of your new book, Cosmopolitan Bedside Astrology. Astrologer, the ultimate guide to your star power. Congrats on the book, you guys. Thanks. Thank you so much. We're so excited about it. So, Laura, can you just start off by filling us in a little bit about the book and what brought you two together to create it? Yeah, so I have always been a fan of astrology. I've always thought it was fascinating. And I think anything that can kind of open up something that seems like a mysterious secret thing to you is always interesting to me. And when I got to Cosmo, I got very lucky and got assigned to work with Aurora on our in-book Bedside Astrologer. And that's a big special we do every year in the January issue. And as soon as I met her, I was blown away, fell in love, and just amazed by how much she knew and how much she taught me about what astrology, kind of what it's based on, what it means, and kind of how it can make you feel more powerful. And Aurora, would you say that the, and first of all, Aurora, how long have you been working with Cosmo now? It's been about four years, about yeah, I think around four or four and a half years that I've been at Cosmo. Yeah, so you really are our resident astrologer. You do the horoscopes for the magazine, the big bedside astrologer package, now the book with Laura. You also do our horoscopes every week on Cosmopolitan.com, which are really popular, especially in Snapchat. Um, in talking about the book specifically, because that just came out, for somebody who knows, you know, is the book written for people who are super deep into astrology, or is it more for people that just need like an intro and maybe don't know that much about their star sign, or is there a little something in there for everybody? 
So basically, I mean, this book is for everyone. Absolutely. And there's so much different information, not only about the 12 zodiac signs and what that means for our personalities, but it also really unpacks the language of what, how horoscopes are written, what does Mercury retrograde mean? You know, my horoscope tells me there's a trine between Jupiter and Uranus. I don't even know what a trine means. You know, so I really wanted to um, really unpack everything and demystify astrology. So it's really for everyone. And to me, I started studying astrology when I was 10 years old. Um, as soon as I discovered uh, the horoscope pages in magazines, I just became really curious about it. And I think for me, this book is essentially the astrology book that I wanted when I was that age and when I was a teenager and when I was just getting curious about astrology. This just kind of puts it all out there. And of course, there's tons about love and sex, which I know we'll be moving into shortly, but <laughs> it just kind of um, really gives an overview about lots and lots of different vocabulary with astrology, and, and there's a lot about explaining the moon sign and the rising sign as well as your sun sign, which is an area that many people have kind of maybe heard that, that they aren't just their sun sign, and maybe that they have some other signs that are significant, but they don't really know what those are or what their significance is. So we um, have pages in the book so you can look up your moon sign and look up your rising sign, and we really explain what the difference is between the sun sign, the moon sign, and the rising sign. Um, I Wait, I have, you just remind me of something that I have a semi-related question about. There was, like, a huge Internet story floating around a few weeks ago that there was, like, a new zodiac sign. Did you see that? Yeah, everyone's it, been asking me yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. your zodiac so, sign may have changed. I'm like, ask Aurora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Aurora, what I is mean, the official word? The official word is this. That um, That is a story that comes out every few years. It has to do with the fact that there is a constellation called Ophiuchus in the sky, um, which you know, has been there for, of course, thousands and thousands of years. Um, but Ophiuchus is not part of the 12 zodiac constellation belt. It's not in the zodiac and it doesn't affect astrology in any way. And it's something that astrologers have always known about. Um, it just really actually isn't even related to astrology at all. And this story comes out every few years. And actually, last time it came out, I was invited on on ABC to kind of discuss it with the astronomer who had recently brought out the story. Um, and yeah, it's just something that will keep popping up and it just isn't, isn't accurate in terms of changing the Zodiac. <laughs> I love how you're just like, yep, been dealing with this my whole life. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> in a frenzy about it. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a frenzy. Wait, remind me what your sign is, what your sun sign is, Elisa. Um, I'm a Pisces, but I mm. don't, I don't know. Did we look up what your moon and rising sign are yet? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Uh, all right. So I don't really this know was the I'm most interesting part of the book. Yeah. I think this was Aurora's whole concept, um, which, as she said, it gets into what your moon and rising. You can look up in the back of the book what your moon and rising are. And we can do that right now yeah, for you. Gotta know. And your sun sign, and Aurora can explain it better, but your sun sign's what you want, your moon sign is what you need. Your rising is how you get what you want and what you need. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So. Yeah, because a lot of people feel that they don't necessarily, um, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Pisces, but I don't always feel like a Pisces or or whatever. And again, you need to you need to know all three. And so 
that's kind of the magic formula that we're working with in the book is that, uh, you know, as a Pisces, what you, Pisces represents what you want and what you're naturally really skilled and gifted at. So Pisces are naturally very creative, naturally very empathetic. Um, they're very kind of kind hearted and giving. Wait, but, hold and, on, and Aurora. I'm cutting you off for a second because I was going to say I totally agree that I'm like really creative and actually also really empathetic. But I feel like they always say Pisces are like peacemakers. And I'm always like, oh, I don't know that I'm that nice. Well, you know what? Your moon sign is Pisces also. So, so far, you're double Pisces. I'm double Pisces? Double Pisces. But I'm not, but Aurora, I'm not Do a you peacemaker. think of it as a peacemaker? So <laughs> peacemaker, I wouldn't I'm the peacemaker, don't you? No. I wouldn't necessarily use that vocabulary with Pisces. I use it more with Libra, which exactly is what Laura just typed in um, behind the scenes there was that would be more me. Laura's sun sign is Libra. And my moon sign is Pisces. Mm. A lot about creating harmony, creating balance, whereas Pisces is a little more inwardly. Okay. Like flaky Um, and dreamy. That definitely describes me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just Pisces really live in their own little magical world, and they they see things as being really beautiful and magical. There's lots of glitter around them. Yeah, and that can also, but that can be an overwhelming experience for Pisces too. Yes, there was. Oh, I was just going to world out there isn't so dreamy all the time. Yeah, I was just going to say there was this article from another media outlet from Reductorist, which I'm obsessed with reading. It's so funny, but that I just shared to my Facebook page recently. And it was a like satirical article. But the headline was like, I'm sorry I didn't respond to your text. I got overwhelmed by simple tasks. And I just feel like that's my life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that is a hilarious Piscean like meme. Because it is. Pisces are just very, very sensitive to everything around them. And so with Pisces also being your moon sign, um, you also have like a need for Piscean energy in your relationships. Oh, that's true. So the wanting of to really feel merged with somebody and the wanting to really have things be kind of romantic and mystical in their own way um, is also kind of an, an emotional need. So that's basically explains why I'm still single. <laughs> Wait, you don't know what time you were born? I have no idea. Can you text your mom? She won't know either, but I think it was late in the day. Does that help at all? Like, Because I was actually born on a leap year, and I on March 1st, wow. on a leap year. Oh. So basically, if I had been born a few hours earlier, I was almost a leap year baby. But basically, I was like, Mom, why didn't you push me out a little earlier? Like, it would have been so cool to have a February 29th birthday. And she was like, it wasn't really that close. Wasn't a thing. Yeah. So It wasn't you, that close. You were born at night. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like... Wait, quick interjection. I one time did a podcast about dads and sort of talking about like the birth of their children and so I had asked my dad like what he remembered about me being born and he was just like nothing oh. at first he was like was that sad yeah at first he was like I wasn't there and I was like, what? <laughs> which he actually meant like in the room because like yeah well that didn't happen as much then. yeah and then like my mom it was like a c-section whatever but then he later sort of realized or like my mom told him that he was in fact there so I was like okay just like delete this all from the record but well, if you were born around between, like, three and six, you're a Virgo rising. But between six and eight, 20, you're a Libra. 
Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that's what you are. Because we have so much in common. Uh-huh. Yeah. We do work well together, Laura. We really do. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't have mean- a little bit of a cold. I'm afraid I'm going to be sniffing like Donald Trump throughout <laughs> this. So I'm just putting that out there. So that any that's Trump a concern. That would be why. Yes. <laughs> that's not usually what my concern. But, right. Yeah. Right. But for now. Um, so even though we've been talking all about me and my like sad single life. I do want to make this episode about the listener and specifically about one of the fun parts of your book, which is the best sex position for each sign. Sex scopes. Sex scopes. Very Cosmo. So I was thinking we could kind of just run through it. Laura has the book right in front of her. Do you want to maybe shout out the recommendation and then Aurora can add some color? Does that sound good? Sure. I can like say what the sign is, what the position is like, and then maybe Aurora, you can explain like why it's that, why that's good for that sign. Does that make sure, sense? Sure, yeah. 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 And I mean, I think that this section was super, like, a really random thing that I just kind of came up with one day. It's just, like, not necessarily you would find in any other astrological book. But it really was this idea of why not any time when the sun is in a certain sign. For example, the sun just went into Scorpio yesterday. Um, why not let's all kind of get into a Scorpio frame of mind and kind of try on some Scorpio sex for the next couple of weeks. So that was just a really fun Should part we start of it. with that, that then? Was, that was another way for us to kind of describe to all of the readers what each of the signs is kind of what their sexual MO is like. Right. I mean, at Cosmo, we're looking at all things always through the lens of sex. So why not look at astrology through that lens? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to, since you just mentioned Scorpio, let's start with that. Laura? <laughs> now, how much detail are we? Uh, I feel like just give a quick teaser since okay. we have to move through all 12 signs quickly. And then also because we still want people to check it out in the book. Okay. So the Scorpio move is called a tight squeeze. And it involves you lying on your stomach with your partner behind you. Hmm. Yeah, and what's neat about this position and a little different is that the woman is keeping their legs kind of squeezed tightly while the man is kind of, his legs are on the outside. And that's kind of because the Scorpio is really about kind of teasing and not not getting, you know, keeping things going for a long amount of time. And it's kind of a very intimate um, pose that, you know, where there's maximum friction and intimacy and teasing involved, which is very kind of Scorpio and deep and passionate. So that's why we picked that one for Scorpio. All right. I'm going to add that to my list, that's even awesome. though I'm not a Scorpio. Yeah. No, but it's Scorpio time of year. <laughs> exactly. So this is on so your to do list for the month. Right, now. right, right. So everyone should try that. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, so Sagittarius? Yes. Um, the Passion Pretzel. And that old chestnut. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Just another Monday um, where you kneel on the bed facing one another and pull into each other's waists until penetration. Mm. And this was just a really kind of a fun random one that we picked because Sagittarius is all about experimentation. So think about something you've never tried, you know, again, on your knees or in a strange place or just anything kind of kooky and off the wall, Sagittarians are really sexually liberated and it's about having fun and experimenting. So that's the main vibe for that. So this is just a starting place for the Sagittarius girls. She should really just oh, yeah. go crazy. Things that can't yeah. even be described in a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, At least not in a fun. 2D image. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna find one of those to date. Okay, anyway, okay. moving on to Capricorn. Okay, that's the pleasure pick-me-up. 
with your guy standing with his back up against the edge of a chair or table. Have him lift you into his arms, wrap your legs around his waist, and start going. So this it. is the first standing sex position. This is the first. That's yeah, been recommended. he's standing, and you're sort of wrapped around his waist and bouncing. It sounds yeah. athletic. It's, yes. It's a bit athletic. It's also quite sexy. Capricorn is all about that mix of the kind of sophisticated yet kind of rugged and earthy sexuality. So this is kind of, you know, getting carried away, you know, after you get home before you even make it to the bedroom, doing it up against the wall or on the table or something like that is kind of the passionate illicit side of Scorp- of uh, Capricorn, sorry. She's not she's not afraid to put a little effort in right. for a good time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Each each position sounds better than the next. <laughs> So what are we up to now, Aquarius? Aquarius, that one's called the Magic Mountain, where you arrange a pile of pillows on the floor, relax into it face first, and then your man lies on top of you, both facing the same direction, his chest on your back. Wait, this sounds kind of like the Scorpio position. So the Scorpio position is the woman is flat on her stomach. Ah. Her legs are mm-hmm. squeezed together. Um, whereas the Magic Mountain for... Oh, and she's a little more open to him. Right. Yeah, she's more open and there's a, a lot of pillows propped in front of them. So they're both kind of um, working on that level. Right. And it's a little bit more about the fantasy element of kind of a from behind position where Aquarians mm. kind of like the fantasy aspect and they like the props and um, oh. you know leaving their mind open to roam while they're while they're having sex interesting so if you're an Aquarius girl get some props exactly I li- like things that'll play into your imagination mm. I like that um, alright Pisces double Pisces oh girl oh god I'm up <laughs> um your move is the submarine. It should not surprise you. There's water, water. involved. Um, basically, the guy sits on the second or third step of uh, of steps going into a pool or the hot tub, and you're straddle straddling him and kind of laying back against his lap. Wait, am I straddling him facing him or you're away? straddling him like facing him? Okay, so your back is on his lap and okay. your legs are wrapped around him. Oh, in like half in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, it sounds very mm-hmm. sensual. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, resting your elbows on his knees. Okay. We had to do a watery move for the most watery of all the water science, which mm. is Pisces. And yeah, so I think this is a classic um, get it on near the ocean, get it on near the swimming pool or in the hot tub or anywhere you can. Pisces are just such, they're so soothed and calmed. We were joking about the overwhelmed by everyday tasks aspect of um, of Piscean personality but yeah nothing calms them down more than water so you know if, if it's the shower if it's the bath if it's the hot tub kind of finding ways to wash your cares away so to speak and and get in the zone is great for Pisces or anyone during Pisces season I love that and I like no one in New York has a pool so I'm gonna come visit you Aurora in LA where I feel like I mean people in California have pools right Absolutely. You put up a sign. Pisces looking for yeah. a pool. Yeah, looking for water signs. <laughs> Hi, Aurora. It's Elisa. Can I come have sex at your house? <laughs> okay, great. I can't wait. Good this conversation. Is so, this is okay. so fun. I'm learning so much about myself. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, who are we up to next? We are up to Aries, and that position is called twirl a girl. 
And that is a special twist on the woman on top. He lies down, but instead of straddling him, your both your legs are on one side. You're sort of like perpendicular to him with mm. your legs coming out, like making a T almost to him. And you're sitting on his lap and leaning back on your arms and opening your legs. Kind of like popping up and down. Yeah, like and twisting. From a T position instead of... Um, exactly. It sounds like the most unrelaxing. Yeah, position it sounds I've like it requires a lot of core strength. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a little complicated. It's a little more complicated than the average unfussy Aries position because Aries are famous for liking, you know, quickies. Mm. The, it's the first sign of the zodiac. It likes things like strong and hot and heavy and ready to go. Um, so this is a classic sign that likes a woman on top pose. So we were kind of just thinking a little bit outside the box of when they get bored of that, what would be another fun move for them to try that kind of lets the woman um, take take charge a little bit and experience something new. Or you know what I've never understood is why is Aries the first sign of the Zodiac? Like when we do yeah. the bedside every year, we start with Aries. Right. And right. somehow... Three and a half years later, I never asked you why. <laughs> so Aries is the first sign of Zodiac because it is the sign that commences at the spring equinox. Oh, that's nice. So that is the beginning of the kind of astrological year and the natural year. If you think of spring as being the time when, um, you know, plants start growing and things start happening. So from a nature perspective, it's when light starts, in, there's more light than, than darkness every day, starting on March 21st, which is the start of Aries. So that's the kind of fresh point of the year. Yeah. yeah. And then that explains why mine is always, as a Pisces, always the last one. Yeah. Exactly. Pisces is at the end. Yeah. That's the the end of the natural cycle. When nice girls kind finish of last. So that's a fixed sign, right? Recycled into the earth. But Pisces also, for that reason, kind of contains little grains of all of the other signs. Oh. Before it. Another reason Pisces are so complicated and mysterious. Yeah. They're so I'm, complicated. I'm sorry, dear listeners, that I've just made this entire conversation about me. <laughs> <laughs> so we should move right along to Taurus. Taurus. The She's like the sensual goddess, and her position is boys on the side. Lay down on your side from behind. Have him kneel next to you on the bed. So the bodies are perpendicular. He slides one knee between your legs and then enters you. You take the leg that's on top and extend it out onto the bed, and he's holding onto your hips. So you're just sort of like lounging on your side and right. he's up there yeah. doing all the work you're kind of lounging on your side with your you know one of your legs open kind of the way a lot of people sleep with you know one knee kind of up um but yeah we we picked this position for taurus because taurus is a sign that really likes kind of slow and steady sex and they can go for hours and it might start with massage or something kind of decadent and intimate and then you know, foreplay can be a long kind of languorous experience. And then the sex itself is kind of a slow and steady build up to something really powerful. So this position kind of lets the woman kind of twist and turn in subtle ways. And, you know, so it's all about that, like, slow and subtle subtle buildup that can really lead to, like, an explosive orgasm. This makes me feel like I want to have sex with someone who's a Taurus. There you go. Yeah. Mm. There you go, exactly. But I feel like you would be doing a little again? bit more of the work. 
Oh, Are you fine so with got, that? We've got two picks for Alyssa. We've got Sagittarius <laughs> and Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> based on their based on their sex. I see. Level. I don't know that you, the guy would then just be the one like laying there, and you'd be like jumping all around. Well, but it's not. Yeah. Maybe. No. He. I mean, he would go for that too. I think yeah. the Taurus man would enjoy that position also if they were on top for sure. You know, I'm really not in any position to be narrowing down my positions. <laughs> yeah, based on signs. But anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Um, okay, next, Gemini, the lap limbo. Have your partner sit back on a couch or a chair, grab a nearby pillow to position under his knees, so his knees are up a little bit, and then you straddle his lap, lean back against his thighs, bend your knees, and bring them to rest up over his shoulders. So there's a certain amount of limberness. So, yes, there is, this is a chair position. Um, and, of course, you know, you could put your legs over his shoulders or if that's uncomfortable, you know, you obviously don't have to do that. But the idea here is really that Gemini is, um, you know, a frisky, playful, nimble sign, as Laura said. And, you know, they get turned on, um, you know, by little flirtatious things. And they like to keep things, like, light and playful and fun. So, you know, having sex in a chair, like after dinner or while you're watching TV or something, it's kind of up Gemini's alley in terms of just something kind of like a little bit fun and frisky. I love that. Yeah, and that's our only chair sex position on the list. So far, yeah. So far. (laughs) Um, The next one for Cancer is called Straddle His Saddle. And um, make this, it's a classic move, but it's extra sexy because you're doing it on the floor. On a rug, have him sit down cross-legged and straddle him while kneeling. Position yourself so that you're face-to-face. Have him lean backwards on his arms for support. And go in. And this also... (laughs) You're also encouraged to use your free hands to fondle your breasts in front of his face. (laughs) I love that bonus. I know. Yeah, cancer is a sign that's associated with um, maternal things, including the breast. So it's definitely, it's, and it's also a very kind of romantic and nurturing sign. Often if we think of cancer keywords, it's kind of mothering and nurturing and homey. So this is the sign that's kind of the most classically romantic sign that wants kind of sex that's face-to-face and eye contact and passionate and so we were going for um, position and, you know, the fun twist here is that it's on the floor and yeah, like a shag rug or something, again, just makes it even more kind of like feminine and, and sexy. And so it's just about really giving into that kind of classic, classic romantic sexiness. Hmm. I have All right. Like, what are your feelings? I don't know. That, I weirdly have like no thoughts about that. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, not that one. Pass. Okay. <laughs> the other 11. Later for you, like, Cancer. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> keep it going. Okay. Leo will give you the ride of your life. Oh. Um, begin in the deceptively down-to-earth women-on-top position. Then suddenly curl your feet around the inside of his legs behind your butt. While thrusting, move your chest forward to grab the bed sheets around his head. With your... Body so tightly wound around him, small, tight thrusts make you take you both to the max. Hmm. Why do you grab the sheets around his head? So for leverage. Oh, okay. You can grab it's anything. I swear I've had sex yeah. before. <laughs> like, like I don't get like it. Like in recent memory. No. <laughs> 
And, you know, the other unique thing about this position is, yeah, that the woman's feet are kind of wrapped around um, his thighs behind her butt. So it's it's like she's kind of contracting while she's on top of him instead of being kind of spread out on top of him. And a good inner thigh workout. <laughs> mm-hmm. And kind of, you know, this idea of Leo as a sign is kind of known for, for being dramatic and center of attention and, and all of that. So this is a fun way to, um, you know, have one partner really just kind of going for it with the other partner and, and doing something that's like intense and dramatic and fun and, and powerful. That's fun. Yeah. I think yeah. that one sounds great. Sign me, me up. Um, and oh. our final sign. No, there's two more. Oh, there's two more. Okay. Virgo sneak a peek. Cho- choose a sturdy flat surface that hits him at hip, hip level, then do a strip tease. Many <laughs> steps to this. Hop onto the surface with your butt just off the edge. Lie back to give him a show. Elevate, a, grab a cushion to elevate your hips, then raise your legs to his head. His hands are free to hold your legs up or explore. Oh my gosh, that's like so at you're least like one hour like of your activity. Back <laughs> flat on the table, legs up, and he's facing you. I love that. Wait, what sign is this again? Virgo. I love that the Virgo girl has like multiple steps. She gets a lot done, the Virgo girl. She, yeah, does. she does. Virgo is so accomplished. It's incredible and organized. She She's can our pull opposite. All of these way. steps off for sure. And I think what's fun about Virgo is that, uh, you know, in the common interpretations of Virgo, it's often, you know, they're picky and fussy and organized and. This isn't really necessarily true. Virgos have a really fun-loving side. It's just a little bit below the surface. You need to get to know them a little bit better. But this is a perfect example of how Virgo is kind of definitely sexier and softier um, in her love life than people might know from looking from the outside. And Virgo is known as a really hard-working sign, and they like to stay organized. So that's why we picked kind of a tabletop position, because it could be the desk, or it could be in the kitchen, or it could be anywhere i love that i feel like she sounds great i basically want to hook up with her i always need virgos in my life to help me get done those things that right you know otherwise right. leave me like when you get overwhelmed by simple tasks yeah like oh that light in my closet it's been a month so we're all gonna have a lot of fun with that when it's late it's late august and most of september so unfortunately i have almost a year to wait for that one but i guess we could try, but try it, it out time. anytime yeah. yeah you can preview yeah exactly and now the loveliest sign of all libra her move is called the time bomb start by having oh, wait, a... this is exciting already right time bomb the time bomb so he's laying flat on the bed with one knee up and the other one flat and then instead of mounting him from the front approach him from the side since you're kneeling you can grind better and he will love seeing you cast flirtatious glances over your shoulder Oh, a little so you're flirty. You're like, yeah. This taps into the really flirty of Libra, which we love. Um, just so coquettish and feminine. And Libra is the sign of balance and harmony. So this is kind of a move that plays on classic symmetry in an interesting way. And um, yes, we'll just absolutely whip any guy into an excited frenzy. Hmm. 
Wow, this is really exciting. Yeah. And yeah, I think, again, it's like, you don't have to limit yourself to just your sign. <laughs> <laughs> this is like 12 months of sex positions to master. <laughs> uh, it's it's all the good things. It's on page 158 in the book, and there was a sneak peek of it in the November issue of Cosmo. And since I don't actually think we said this at the top of the episode, although we will say it again and again and again, where is the best place for people to buy the book that just came out? Everywhere they possibly can. Everywhere. Everywhere and anywhere. I mean, they should go on Amazon. They should go to Barnes & Noble. They should go to their local independent bookstore because we love them. Okay, it's everywhere. But it's everywhere that books are everywhere that books are sold everywhere. in the galaxy <laughs> don't don't just go to the barnes and noble and take a photo on with your phone of these sex positions we just talked about you know yeah. that's cheating that's cheating you have to pick mm-hmm. it up <laughs> yeah, and you would be missing so much good stuff because another section of the book that's actually right before the sex scopes which i absolutely love is um the ultimate guy guide and this is something that I have been wanting to do forever and ever for the Cosmo readers, and I'm so happy we got to do it in the book. And it's basically one page each for each of the different males of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. So there's a page for the Virgo guy, there's a page for the Taurus guy, there's a page for the Aquarius guy, and it really explains what are the, what is their sex style, what is their relationship style, what are their turn-ons, what are their turn-offs, um, what do they care about in their career, what are fun facts about them? Just all all of the things that we want to know when, as soon as we have a crush on someone and want to know what they're really like and want to know how dating them is, is going to be. So this to me is just like such a fun part of the book. I cannot wait to read that and analyze all of my who is your boyfriends who have wronged me. Yeah. So your last crush, do you know what sign he was? Oh. <laughs> um, I dated this guy for a while who was born in early September. Virgo. Virgo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It didn't, so it kind of, like, went up in flames, to be honest. Well, what's interesting about Virgo, first of all, Virgo and Pisces are opposite signs. Mm. Oh. So That's, that is, says so much. <laughs> yes. Well, this is really a pair. There's a natural attraction between opposite signs, right? We've all heard the phrase opposites attract. So it does not surprise me at all that you would end up with a Virgo, but... One of the things that we talk about um, in the Virgo Guy Guide page is, you know, and this is, of course, a bit tongue-in-cheek, but the idea is that um, basically sex with Virgo can be really great. Virgo men can be awesome in bed. And because this is true, you can kind of quickly find yourself in some kind of relationship with a Virgo man, which is where their kind of fussy, critical side may start to emerge. Yeah, this is all right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, you know, they're trying to improve you or improve the relationship and everything kind of starts spiraling maybe in the wrong direction is unfortunately what can happen with Virgo. All right. Noted. Good to know. Information that would have been more helpful to me several months ago. But that's why you need to buy the book. That's why you have to have the book. You can read all of these now so you know exactly what you're getting into before you get into too fast. Right. So good to know. Um, We have a few reader questions to throw at you, Aurora. But before we do that, I want to talk about something really quickly that I love to talk about on the podcast, which is my new fashion obsession, which is diff eyewear. 
So um, as someone pointed out to me, one reason I like diff eyewear is because I'm obsessed with abbreviating diff. But um, diff is a super, super cool company. You have seen their sunglasses all over social media. They make these really cool designer frames for a fraction of the cost that have these cool colored mirror lenses. So the ones that are on my own Instagram that you can check out is this rose tortoise frame with blue mirror lenses. They're super cute and chic. And I love that the lenses add this pop of color to whatever you're wearing. They're just like so Instagram bait. Diff Eyewear offers stylish handmade sunglasses constructed with high-end materials. They're as good or better than designer sunglasses without the two to $300 price tag. Instead, Diff sunglasses start at just $50 a pair. And the best part, for every pair of sunglasses you buy, Diff Eyewear will give a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. Oh, I think that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's become so important for the millennial shopper. You know, mm-hmm. we care about the products we buy having a sort of social justice bent. So they have all sorts of great colors. I love the website. If you guys go onto the website, which is diffeyewear.com, that's D-I-F-F-Eyewear.com, you will see they pull in a bunch of sort of like Instagram photos of the sunglasses. You'll see a ton of social media influencers you recognize because they do a ton of marketing through social because these sunglasses are just like made to look cool AF in Instagram photos. <laughs> so go to diffeyewear.com slash Cosmo. RN and you can get 15% off your purchase. I always hook you guys up with a deal. Again, that's diffiwear.com slash Cosmo for 15% off. Should I say it one more time? I'm going yeah, to. Yeah. Diffiwear.com slash Cosmo. 15% off your purchase. Let me know what you guys think. I think you will really like them. Um, Aurora, are you ready to tackle a reader queue? Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. I can't wait to hear what they ask. Yeah. I have to say, like, you guys are getting the sense as we're just, like, throwing these questions at Aurora left and right, how much she knows her stuff. We've also done Twitter Q&As with her before where she gives personalized horoscopes to everybody. She's, like, literally a genius and knows everything. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. This next question is from Marielle about Mercury while in retrograde. How will Mercury in retrograde, which starts on December 16th, affect my love life this holiday season? I'm a Sagittarius and my partner is a Leo. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Okay, yes, that's a great question. That's Um, juicy. Yes, so three times a year, Mercury goes retrograde. And we've all probably heard about that. There's an entire page in the book about Mercury retrograde. You can find out much more information about it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Um, But, yeah, things can – it's a good time to rethink things and go back over things and pay attention to what's happening in your environment so you can, you know, notice any things that you might want to change after Mercury retrograde. So this uh, next Mercury retrograde starts in mid-December, and it's going to be in the sign of Capricorn. So for everyone um, figuring out exactly which part of your life Capricorn affects is part of this, which is what I do in horoscopes. So when I say for a certain sign, oh, Mercury goes retrograde on Thursday, you know, this is a time to refocus on your finances, for example, which is how that would affect a Sagittarius. So when Mercury is retrograde in Capricorn, it's going to influence the financial area of life for Capricorn. I mean, I'm sorry, for Sagittarius. And that also has to do with our values and priorities. So as far as relationships go, it may be a good time to kind of think, are you guys really on the same page? 
with your values and priorities, with what, you know, and that's connected to money, of course, because what we want to spend money on is connected to our values and priorities. So it's probably more of a time to reassess those types of conversations with our partner. Um, you know, of all the things that we worry about with Mercury being in retrograde, I like never even thought about my relationship, but just like add that to the list. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like about it in terms of work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like the whole like I feel like my like la- like layman person understanding of it is that like things that happen become undone, and that always feels true in a work sense. But Aurora, one of the many interesting things Aurora taught me was that it also provides this opportunity to like reconnect with a moment from the past or a person from the past. Interesting. Yeah. If I'm saying that right, Aurora. Absolutely. Yeah. Mercury retrograde is about. Um, Yeah, pausing, and instead of initiating new things, it's a time to kind of consider what's already been happening. So it's the ideal time to kind of reply to that email you may have forgotten to reply to a couple weeks ago or even a couple months ago and, you know, start having that conversation with that person again, right? How much do we all love it when we hear from someone out of the blue? Or late-night text and X. Exactly, late-night text or just, you know, any kind of message that's just like, hey, I'm so sorry, you know, it's been ages, I've been thinking of you. You know, none of us feel upset or angry when that happens. We always feel glad that, you know, that conversation restarted. And that's especially true when Mercury is in retrograde. So absolutely, whether it's a crush or an old friend or even a business relationship that, you know, you kind of thought, oh, this isn't going to happen, but Mercury retrograde is a perfect time to to restart that. Um, I love that actually made me feel so much better. I feel like you really just like put a positive spin on it there. Isn't that nice? That was so nice. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we, and all of us need that, right? We need to feel like they're moving full speed ahead at all times. We need for there to be times where it's actually better to kind of pause, slow down, you know, clean up our desk, clean out our spam folder, you know, catch up on all of the things that maybe we haven't, you know, forgotten to do. You know, it's okay to do that, and, and we're not moving ahead all the time. I got yelled at by the IT guy who, like, did the thing where they go into your computer to try to fix something, and he saw how many unread messages I have <laughs> last I week, you. and he was totally like, you need to erase some of those. Your clutter is, you have 1,500 emails. I was oh like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's not on my list. I love that he was stressed out on your behalf. He was so stressed, and I was like... Maybe that was a very Pisces moment, but I was just kind of like, <laughs> I feel yeah, like whatever. This is so perfect for like, uh, you know, all of the Cosmo hilarious Instagrams that you do that are like, you know, that's that's me, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like us. the that's you, me. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so real. Um, we have one more question I'm going to throw at you. I'm actually just going to paraphrase it because I feel like I can just say it better than Karina can. Sorry, Karina. But basically, Ooh, harsh, Karina. I know. Sorry, girl. Um, basically, she said lately, my sex life has been mediocre at best. I'm a Libra in a relationship with a Gemini and we've been together for about two years. I don't know what happened, but I don't get turned on much anymore. So, Aurora, thoughts on a Libra-Gemini pairing? This this is a fantastic question. Okay. Ah! So, first of all, as a Libra, she has a tendency to be a people pleaser. So, she may actually be more focused on his enjoyment during Mm. sex than she is on her own enjoyment. Um, and I think especially if she feels self-conscious or if she feels like in any way that, you know, his, that his experience is more important than hers, that could be something that's kind of 
inhibiting her from asking for what she really wants. Mm. And the good news here is that Gemini and Libra are a fantastic pair. Aurora is a Gemini. Mm. Exactly. Um, They naturally have a lot of harmony with each other, and Geminis are very experimental and very open-minded. So the good news is I think as soon as she might feel willing or ready or able to kind of talk to him about this and maybe suggest some new things, he's going to be one of the most open-minded and receptive guys to trying that. So I think that it's really a matter for her of maybe overcoming any shyness that she might not even realize she has. Right. Um, And kind of think about different things that would please her and different things that she would enjoy and just kind of communicating with him about it because he'll actually really be really receptive to that. This is great news for Karina. I yeah. feel better about her love life already. Yeah, I feel better about you not letting her read her own question. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. I'm the host of this podcast. I'll take this. Yeah, I'll take this. Um, Aurora, before we have to let you go, I want to ask you a question, which is occurring to me as we've done this whole episode. You know so much. You're so knowledgeable. Does everything you know about astrology get in the way ever of your own love life? Oh, good question. Um, so I try not to find out. Oh, hey, Aurora. Aurora, you're breaking up just a tiny bit. Can you just start over and, like, stand closer to the window or whatever? Yes. Um, so I try not to find out what sign people are right oh. off the bat. Mm. I feel like so that interesting. will definitely put something into my head about the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I think I'm always learning with astrology. That's one thing that I like to say about it is that I don't have, you know, a ton of preconceived notions, as as strange as that is to seem. I can know what it means to be a Virgo or a Scorpio or Pisces, but, you know, every single person is different. Again, it depends on the moon sign and on the rising sign and on so many factors that, you know, I like to stay open and keep learning and, and keep meeting people. Have you ever been like a few dates in or like, you know, intentionally not asked someone for their sign and then been shocked when they told you what it was? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I feel as though I tend to like to see that whole picture again of someone. It's, you know, a few dates in that rarely happens, right? Because people, as soon as they find out what I do, usually blurt it out, even if I don't ask. (laughs) So it's very rare that I get beyond one one meeting with someone where I don't know their sign. But, you know, I think that there are some people where it does seem counterintuitive to me. And I think that that, again, goes to show the power of all of these different parts of the personality the rising sign especially plays a really big part because that is our um, outer personality and how people see and perceive us. Hmm. Our mutual really good friend, Katie, that we're all friends with, the first time I met her, I was like, God, you're such a Capricorn. She's like, yeah, no, I'm a Sagittarius. And it turned out Capricorn was her rising sign. And I was like, You were like, I knew. You were like, I've spent enough time hanging out with Aurora. I I learned from Aurora. It's true. It's true. It's really um, the rising sign can really overwhelm how people perceive us and how people see us. And so that's just one of the things that this book was so is going to be so fun is we made entire pages in the book for notes so that you can write notes about your friends and family and what their moon sign and rising sign and everything is, as well as your own signs. Because, you know, now if you know that your boyfriend's rising sign is Capricorn or 
Virgo, you'll just have so much more information about who they are and how they act than you would just by knowing their sun sign. I love that. That's so fun. And the book is so cute. It's like this it's adorable. So pretty, right? Yeah. It's like perfect to Instagram. It's like mm-hmm. tiny and square. It's hardcover. Very We're going to Instagram after this. We are. Yes. We're going to Instagram after this. Um, So you guys check it out wherever books are sold. Cosmopolitan, Bedside Astrologer, The Ultimate Guide to Your Star Power. I think we have given you guys a peek of all the things, <laughs> not only all the <laughs> things I've learned about my love life in the past hour, but everything that you guys can learn. So please pick oh, up the book. Oh, and let me just put in there while obviously the sex scopes the love life stuff is so much fun to read about there's so much in here about kind of career and work like achieving kind of your life goals also so while there is absolutely it's it's just like cosmo it's the 360 picture yeah you know all of our lives every part of our lives is important and we, we take it all on I'm so glad you guys said that because like the total love obsessed person I am. Of course, I'm only I have my like brain in the gutter, like always. I'm like, only it's women focusing in power. on the sexy. Yes, it really is. It really is. Um, and Laura, where is the best place for our listeners to follow you? At Laura Brownstein. That's B-R-O-U-N-S-T-E-I-N on Twitter or Instagram. And Aurora, what about you? I'm Aurora Astro. A-U-R-O-R-A-A-S-T-R-O. That's just the best handle ever. It is. Just going to say that. Um, and as always, you guys, I am your cosmopolitan.com slash. No, wait. What am I saying? I'm your cosmopolitan. <laughs> start over (laughs) Pisces moment I am your cosmopolitan.com happy hour podcast host Elisa Benson you can find me on Twitter and Instagram Instagram and Snapchat at Elisa Benson that's E-L-I-S-A B-E-N-S-O-N and please you guys if you love listening to the podcast please share it and rate it and like it and leave a comment that says something I have a comment you have a comment I thought that there would be cocktails at the podcast oh, because I know, it's, it's called Happy Hour. hour. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. It's like I gave you a tiny bottle of water. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even a big bottle of water. It's not, it's not even full size and you drank it all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fine. You're fine. ruining the illusion. It's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's like podcast problems. It's like no one can Hashtag see what it's like. podcast problems. Exactly. No one can see what it's like in this room so we can do anything we want. I'm mm. naked right now. No, I'm just kidding. But please, you guys, if you like the podcast i love hearing from you when you guys have feedback i love knowing what you want us to talk about next and um yeah like i said please share it and subscribe and do all those podcasty things and laura and aurora this was so fun let's do it again yeah 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 okay booked maybe we should do like a gift guide in december yes i love that okay okay if you guys listening want us to do a gift guide tweet at us and let us know and otherwise i will see you guys next week bye 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 such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. 
All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.